This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Natalie Don of the band Pomplamoose has released a new solo album. I'm joined by Natalie and her husband and musical partner, Jack Conti, who co-founded Patreon to talk about music and the industry. Hello to you both. Hi, Emily. Hey, Emily. Hey. So you both started Pomplamoose in 2008. You started releasing original music, but your profile really took off when you started posting cover songs on YouTube. <laughs> And you got to the point where you were able to make a living off of YouTube videos. And this is like earlier on before we knew about, you know, YouTube sensations being household names. What do you think worked for you during those early days of YouTube income? And do those same rules apply today? The actual tactics change over time as the industry changes. So I remember, you know, we, we were doing everything from brand deals. We got a, a deal with Hyundai where we did a series of Christmas commercials um, for them. And that paid the bills for like a couple of years. It was this awesome um, project. And we did everything from that to like selling T-shirts and doing live streams. I remember in 2011, there was this platform called Stage It. Before like anybody was building live streaming, before Periscope, before you know Facebook built live streaming, anything like that, there was a ticketed live streaming platform. They were called Stage It. We used to do these thirty to forty-five minute shows on Stage It, and fans would buy tickets and they would tip in the middle of the show. And you know we'd have five hundred people show up, and and after forty-five minutes or so, we'd we'd make you know twenty-five hundred bucks. And we do a couple of those a month. And when you combine all that together, it was great. Like it was a real, it was an awesome business. We were hiring people and, and that's, I mean, we're doing different things today. You know, if you look at how we actually, you know, what, what we actually spend our time on and the things that we're doing, they're all different things. But the point is, I guess we're, we're just trying lots of new things and using new technologies and experimenting with new forms of distribution. And it's, it's still working. So Pomplamoose is putting out 150 music videos a year. And we've now got a, an amazing team, five full-time people that are helping us put out music videos and make the videos and do operations and book recording studios and all that. So I, I think, yeah, the main, the main takeaway for me is just trying new things, adapting quickly, doubling down on what works and, and letting go of the things that don't. That's amazing. I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of tactics. I mean, but at the at like the end of the day, it's all about like gaining a strong following. And so what elements do you think need to be at place to like get people to come and watch your videos and stay with you? You know, it's funny. One of the huge things that's changed from, you know, 2008 until now is just the way that YouTube works, the way that the algorithm works. It used to be that you could just put out a video every month and your fans would be notified and you would get more and more subscribers. And the way it works now, YouTube really wants you to release videos frequently. And so that's been one of the main shifts for us in the last three years. We went from releasing videos occasionally to releasing a song and video every single week. And because we started releasing at that cadence, we needed to hire help. That's that's where the team came in. When it was fewer videos, Jack and I could just do everything on our own. But when we started increasing the amount of, of music and videos that we were releasing, we realized we just needed help. And so we started hiring, you know, someone to handle operations, someone to be our head of audio, our head of video, a head editor. And that's how the team sort of started growing. 
releasing things frequently. That's, that's something that has, has really moved the needle for us. Mm-hmm. And then, so, so moving on. So in 2013, Jack co-founded Patreon, which Jack, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the description that I came up with was it allows content creators like musicians, YouTubers, writers, and podcasters to deliver exclusive contents to fans. And in return, fans pay a subscription fee. Do you think that's the right way to describe it? Please correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's right on. <laughs> we, 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 you know, we, we think of it as a membership platform where your fans can become members and pay you five bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or 25 bucks a month in exchange for exclusive content and community. And then creators can kind of build whatever tiers they want and offer their fans, you know, behind the scenes videos or extra tracks or demos of songs, things like that, that uh, you don't get elsewhere. Yeah, and, and Natalie, I mean, we're about to talk about your your new solo album, and I know you've released some solo albums in the past where you've utilized Kickstarter, you know, which is similar, you know, to GoFundMe. And so I'm curious what you guys think separates Patreon from something like Kickstarter or GoFundMe. I mean, those are crowdfunding platforms, which are fantastic. I think there's a time and a place for that, and it works. But this is a little different from that. This is less about crowdfunding, and it's more about... There are a bunch of fans that want extra stuff. They're super fans. We call them the fans that matter most. And they're, they're really excited to get the, uh, you know, the, the things that they can't get on other platforms. They want that closer connection with each other and with the creator. And they want to hear the iPhone demo <laughs> that you recorded um, before you went to the studio. And so it's, it's more about that connection with those fans and less about, I guess, crowdfunding. The second thing is it's really subscription income for creators. And the reason, at least I'm, I'm not super interested in doing crowdfunding projects is because I don't want to come up with a project uh, like a, a movie or something that I need a giant upfront payment for. I just want to be paid for doing what I do, which is making videos and making music. And so um, this kind of allows creators to develop that subscription revenue so they can continue to, to do what they do best, which is make things. You mentioned Kickstarter, and that was such an important way of how I funded my first album. But the thing about being a musician is that it's not about the one-off projects. It's, it's about having a career. It's, it's ongoing. So the really exciting thing about Patreon, and obviously I'm very biased, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, the exciting thing about Patreon has been the way it's allowed us to grow um, and depend on having a consistent monthly income. Uh, for Pomplamoose, it's about a third of our monthly revenue. And a lot of the rest of our, our income comes from um, streaming, sync and licensing, ad revenue. But Patreon membership, that's something that we can rely on. And when you have that, then you get to take a breath. You get to relax a little bit. You get to start thinking about who you can hire um, because you actually know that you can count on that monthly income. Mm. And, and yeah, I was going to ask like whether it's you know you all or Pomplamoose or maybe another band that's on the platform. Like, what do you think it takes to have? good success? Like what are some musicians, whether that, I mean, that could be yourselves, like what are you doing finding success on Patreon? Like what's really working? And, and I'm also curious too, like how many fans do you need to subscribe to you for Patreon to, to help sustain you as musicians? Sometimes folks say like, Hey, what, what types of 
content or what, what types of creators um, you know do the best on Patreon. The truth is, it's it's totally independent of the creator's medium or or style. It has everything to do with how much the creator loves their fans and how much their fans love them back. I mean, it really is about that like strength of connection. And you know, Pomplamoose has been putting out weekly videos now for, oh gosh, four years, I think, four or five years. And then, you know, for, for a decade before that with a less regular cadence, but, but still a lot of videos, you know, for a long time. And we've built a strong following and a strong relationship with those fans. And so I think, I think, you know, a creator basically having a strong relationship with their fans is really what makes somebody successful on Patreon. And then I think also knowing what it is that your fans want. So doing surveys and asking them what else they would enjoy, whether it is exclusive um, vinyl, you know, for instance, or maybe it's early releases of songs, or maybe it's when you tour, maybe it's, uh, you know, special experiences with you backstage or something like that. So just knowing what it is that your fans want, I think is also a big piece of it. And then in terms of like the numbers that, you know, it takes to make it happen, the, the really, the core of Patreon here is Pomplamoose gets five to six million views a month on YouTube. And when we were just relying on the ad revenue from that in 2012, you know, 2011, we were making, you know, maybe a thousand bucks a month in ad revenue. And I just felt like that is not indicative of the connection and the energy and the community that is out there. Like we're, we're being, we're not being paid fairly for our contribution um, and for the work that we're doing. And the really nice thing about Patreon is, you know, e- even with just like a couple thousand fans on Patreon, we, you know, we only have, I think, maybe 2,500 patrons or something like that. But, you know, we're making $15,000 a month through, uh, through Patreon. And that's an amazing thing for us. It allows us to hire people, allows us to scale, allows us to grow, allows us to invest in our music videos. And when you combine that with, you know, streaming income and then the ad revenue today and royalties and everything else, Pomplamoose is, you know, a, a profitable business, even with five full-time employees. And, you know, as Natalie mentioned, like membership is about a third of that. So it, it, it really is like a, an important piece of the puzzle for us. I think a lot of people kind of feel like it's crowded right now and hard to make stuff and hard to get your stuff out there. And I think it's true. It is, it is hard, but at the same time, um, and again, as Natalie mentioned, I'm, I'm a bit biased here, <laughs> but uh, so I'll just acknowledge that. But I literally feel like this is the best time in the history of humans to be a creative person because for the first time, we're all connected to each other and those connections are free. You don't have to convince a person in a suit that you're cool enough to be heard to make something. And if you couple that with the fact that all these tools that we use to make things are now low cost and ubiquitous. I'm speaking into a microphone right now that I ordered on Amazon and showed up at my doorstep in less than 24 hours. And I'm recording on a MacBook laptop, which Skrillex used to mix scary monsters and nice brights. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, and these tools are now available and here. And if, and if you combine that with the connection that we now all have with, you know, 4 billion of us who are, who are online, that has never existed. And I think it's easy to take that for granted 20 years into the history of the internet. But the level of connectivity, the availability of the tools around us, the only thing 
stopping us from making things that are inside our hearts and our heads is ourselves. I feel like this is literally the best time ever to be a creator, to be making things, to be putting stuff out there, to be, uh, to be saying something. I love it. That's amazing. So Natalie, you've just released uh, a new solo album. Oh yeah. And I understand when you were recording this record, you also got diagnosis that you had a form of skin cancer in which you told your fans about. And I'm curious, well, one, how are you feeling? But two, why was it important to share that news? Just before I went into the studio to record, I was diagnosed with a very treatable um, but still scary form of skin cancer, which is called basal cell carcinoma. And it was on the tip of my nose, and I was kind of freak. I, w- I was kind of freaking out about it because it was, you know, the first time I'd experienced any sort of health scare. And also, you know, it's it's on your face. And also, I, you know, I did the thing that you're not supposed to do, where you go online and you look Google at the it. surgeries. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, this could affect my sinuses. What if my voice is never the same again? Anyhow, I panicked, and uh, fortunately, Jack was there the whole time, and you know, was reminding me that everything was going to be okay. So the doctors told me that I shouldn't wait longer than three months to have the skin cancer removed. And so it basically pushed the record into motion. Uh, We were thinking we'd take our time with it. And then at that point, we decided, nope, we're going into the studio. We're going to do this in a week. We're going to make it happen. Um, And then pretty much immediately after recording the record, I went in, I had surgery, they removed the cancer, the cancer is gone. At this point, we're a year out and it's healed. You wouldn't even know that I'd ever had skin cancer. So it's really great news. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. Well, I've been speaking with Natalie Dawn and Jack Conti of Pomplamoose. Natalie has just released a new solo album. It's called Garden View. Thank you so much to both of you for your time today. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Sound and Vision, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.